This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7. Hey guys, I'm Janelle Reisner, a certified fitness instructor and personal trainer, an entrepreneurial badass, and a recovering sugar addict. Hello, I'm Rachel Bilotti. I am a life and mindset coach, a free-spirited entrepreneur, a road trip junkie, and unicorns are my spirit animal. We are the hosts of the True North Collective podcast. So what's new? Everything. I know. How long have you been there now? Um, officially three weeks it'll be but technically I'm over a month into my job now which is crazy I think I'm five weeks into my job but since coming back from Ragnar in Milwaukee it's been about three weeks yeah that's crazy yeah what's it feel like totally normal actually really Mm mm-hmm and you've never really moved that far before right no it doesn't Yeah, it is interesting. It doesn't really feel like I'm anywhere new. (laughs) That is absolutely crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I've been doing a lot of, you know, reflecting and it's kind of funny. And I think it's maybe just how I form friendships too. Most of my friendships are coworkers and people within a community. They're not necessarily maybe like really deep friendships per se. Mm -hmm. And just because I think everyone that I work with is super cool. Like, I feel like they're my friends just as much as anyone in Milwaukee was. It's an interesting kind of insight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just, I honestly, I feel like I've known them all for like quite a bit longer than I actually That's have. That's amazing. Yeah. So maybe it's more unique to the people that I'm now surrounding myself with, but it feels pretty normal. And then even, I mean, just having Beige here too, my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh. I'm trying to remember when I moved to Vancouver. I feel like that's how I was then too. Like the whole process of moving was the shitty part. But then mm-hmm. once I got there, I was like, man, it's beautiful here. And I loved the people that I was working with. And those really were my friends. And they were inspiring. And so I was just like, this is great here. Um, yeah, so it didn't feel like some crazy thing. Although when I was in Vancouver... It's, you know, obviously people speak French. So you go to the grocery store and like all the boxed foods and everything, half of like one side is in French and the other side is in in English. And so I remember being like, what? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, that's and, like, different. Yeah, it was crazy. But besides that, like the actual integration really was quite easy. Um, I think moving to Dallas has actually been... Because I'm now February, March, April, May. I'm four months in. Yeah. And it's just now sinking in that I, like, live here. Because there's a lot of aspects of Dallas that don't fit my, like, dream place. You know, like, I love the mountains and water and being really outdoorsy. And there's not a ton of that here, at least, like, in the immediate. And so I think that part has been a little bit, like, nostalgic for me. Yeah. But it didn't happen until like just recently. That's interesting. So. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm still figuring yeah. out. It's it's sort of odd too because like I don't have a car here. Mm, yeah. And that does not yet feel weird to me. 
and it might not. I don't know, but I just bike and walk everywhere, which is pretty cool. That's freaking amazing. I know it's pretty nice. And then, well, and then obviously, well, not obviously, I guess, but um, Beach has his car here, so if we need to go further away, we just drive together, which feels like a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of fun. Yeah, and it's good living with the the boy, the yeah. bro, <laughs> the bra. <laughs> The bra. I hung, oh my God, it was so funny to hang out with you two and to like hear, hear you guys do that. I've been telling everybody here, I was like, my really good friend, her and her boyfriend, their term of endearment is, yeah, bra, sure, bra. And it's like the funniest shit ever. That's what Tyler said at Ragnar. He's like, so is that like your pet name for each other? I was like, you know what? Kind of. I mean, honestly, that's probably what I call him more than his first name. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's literally what you called him the whole time. <laughs> but then he'd say it to you, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's Dylan funny. and I's term of affection or whatever, pet name, is that what you called it? Yeah, pet name. Um, so gross. I hate that expression. Um, he is a buddy. And so I... I like it's just like a natural thing now for me to be like oh hey buddy and somebody I work with was like I that feels like a really degrading term to me and I was like belittling and I was like oh I could see that I was like it's not like that for me because that's what we call each other yeah and I always thought that was weird like calling him like our affectionate term is buddy but bra is like a whole other level yeah (laughs) We're, we're fun like that. <laughs> I know. I think that half the stuff we say to each other isn't serious, so. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was super fun to hang out with you guys. I loved it. Good, it good. Was... Yeah, I know I did think about that because, like, for you and pretty much all my friends, most mm-hmm. of them really don't, haven't had any sort of opportunity to get to know yeah, Beige sure. in any real capacity. So you guys got yeah. to see him at a, a greater comfort level than he probably mostly is at. And for, I guess we should probably explain for people who haven't, I mean, I don't know how much we actually went into any of this, but in some of the previous episodes, um, we started to hint at, you know, Janelle interviewing and I definitely talked about moving to Dallas, but, um, Janelle, do you want to maybe like share what you basically, why we're so talking about all this change? Yeah, absolutely. So let's see, maybe two months ago now. I applied for a job at a new company, a software company out in California, and to my surprise, actually got it. Don't <laughs> dude, act surprised, dude. Well, you were I mean, so, like, yeah. I had a really good feeling I was going to get it. Yeah, but, I did too. Right away, I was like, oh, she's getting this. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I had that feeling too. But prior to that, I say surprise because prior to that, I feel like. Every time I just applied for a job online without having some sort of connection, I couldn't even get an interview hardly. Yeah. Dude, that's actually – okay, let's just pause there for a mm-hmm. second. That's actually pretty interesting. Like I remember how much you were looking at places and going after things and you just like – I mean the rejection after rejection after rejection, not to like put that out there. But I mean I could feel that you were like, what the hell? And – I think it's, I think that that's really a normal experience. And I think that the right opportunity that was truly right for you did show up and it just took the timing and the patience and, you know, it all fell into place. Like what was that experience in hindsight for you? Like, like, what would you tell yourself, you know, 
a year ago when you were like in it trying to figure something Mm -hmm. out. I mean, whenever I talk about this entire process and this move with anyone, to be honest, it was so easy. Like if you talk about right fit and even timing, because I, you know, I had been applying for jobs and like you said, I was getting rejected from pretty much every job I applied for, like without even getting an interview. I think I had maybe one interview um, before this one. And yeah, I was like, come on. Like, I know how great I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm qualified to do these jobs. But when you kind of step back and look at it, it's just funny as far as the timing. Like for me personally, I really didn't want to have to sell my condo before the two years was up, which when I sold it, I was maybe... I don't know, like a month after the two-year mark. So I really needed to get past that hurdle technically um, for some some tax benefits Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that I really wanted. And then, I mean, even the job. And when I interviewed for the role too, I told them this. I'm like, I read the job description and I was like, everything on there got me excited. And that doesn't normally happen. Like sometimes you read job descriptions, you're like, okay, well, whatever. I can handle that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Whatever. Okay, sure. I can do it. Yeah. And this job description, I was like, yes. Hell yes. Yeah, everything on here gets me excited. Yeah. Dude. So, you know, it's just like a good fit, I think. And then, as you know, as I was going through the process, even like my first interview, I told myself, I'm like, I got this job. (laughs) I, I, I think unless I am totally off, I have this job. But in part of that now actually being at, the company it speaks to culture fit because I had the skill set for the job but I think what really kind of sealed the deal and almost I knew it was a good fit was just my experience with the culture that I had through the interview process and then now actually being at the company and that culture actually being true mm. So just that that entire fit of like who I am and my background and what I'm interested in and then the culture and the values of the business just being so well aligned and then also knowing that I had the skill set for it. So, I mean, it all kind of makes sense now, but I mean, even the move process, like from selling my condo, I sold it in a day and, you know, flying out to slow and finding a new condo and like I was in town for what, like 22 hours when I did it and we found a place and it's a mile from my job. Like it's, you know, the two bedrooms, two and a half bath, like what we needed. And I I don't know. I really just feel like everything has sort of just fallen into place. Pretty easy way considering I flipped my life upside down in like three weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. So in hindsight, like what I hear and saw was like one, you, when you would get that rejection, I mean, yeah, you took time to process it, but you, you didn't let it like define you. You just kept being like, next, 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 next. So that I feel like there's something really in that as a learning of like, my dad used to always say like, it's a numbers game. You just have to keep, keep going at it. And like, you didn't let yourself get sucked into the reject rejection aspect. Cause that is totally normal. And that's a part of life. Like you just mm-hmm. kept going. And I feel like that's huge. And then the other piece is that through that process, you whether consciously or not, although you and I definitely had lots of conversations around it, you were getting clear on what you wanted, like the essence of what you wanted. And so even the conversations we were having about that business that you were thinking about starting, supporting 
so like smaller boutique studios Mm -hmm. in on an essence level that is kind of what you're doing right now and so I I mean I know I've found for myself that when I get really really clear on the essence of what I want (laughs) dog when I get really clear (laughs) on the essence of what I want then things like things start to show up and I feel like that's what it sounds like for you it was like things started showing up yes Pretty much. I mean, I <laughs> know. Oh sorry, you're gonna hear my dogs. This will be uh, okay. <laughs> this will be one of those. But yeah, I mean, it did. And to be transparent too, because it's easy now to look back and say that oh, I would, you know, I I showed. I, I was so graceful in my experience of rejection, and that's like yeah. not true at all. I mean, I will fully admit that there were numerous points in time where I received rejection letters, and I just felt crushed like I had to have a good cry about it because I was like come on like no one wants to hire me I'm never (laughs) gonna find a job you know those kind of conversations and obviously in the end you get over that and you keep moving forward but it's not necessarily pretty the entire time and totally and, and easy so yeah there were definitely plenty of those moments where I was like what is wrong with me and then I'm like nothing because I have yeah probably more confidence than the average person but still even with that being said like I had those conversations where I was like come on what's wrong with me like what am I doing wrong how can I portray like myself better yeah I love the normalcy of what you're saying it's like we're all it's all gonna feel shitty when that happens and you kept do like you it's you didn't let it like stop you like Mm -hmm. you didn't stop there and it's uh it's just like so cool yeah and sometimes it's just almost out of a necessity. I was like, I, <laughs> I need to figure something else out. And that's your only option to continue yeah. just to try to figure stuff out. Yeah. Find a different path. Yeah, it's so cool. Well, I'm so excited for you. Oh, and thanks. yeah, it's amazing. I just like, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, it's funny that we are doing this podcast and we're, talking to all these people who are like living life in their way and going after it um, even when they hit obstacles and like you're totally living it and that's I mean it's just so cool so yeah go Janelle (laughs) thanks it's funny though too because it just doesn't seem like a big deal leading up to it 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 goes back to how much I like we all worry Mm because leading up to it I had a lot of anxiety around moving and starting a new job and living in a new state and all of those things and now that I'm here it's funny to see how easily we just adapt to things dude totally you're like and then this is my new grocery store and now this is like it's not that big of a deal (laughs) that is what I need to figure out though I'm still slow for being a smaller place actually really has pretty much everything you need which is great but I'm still Mm -hmm. trying to find certain like comparable items like for example I I find myself the funniest things like as far as homesickness goes I'm like I miss Kickapoo (laughs) <laughs> like the coffee shop which is so random because they the granola bars at Kickapoo yeah, exactly. uh, yeah I get and, like, it just the atmosphere and the convenience and and I also haven't found like my my fitness tribe yet so that right. is probably like the biggest pain point for me right now is it's so funny that you say those two things because literally <laughs> what I found because I've lived in quite a few places and moved around um and I found that in order what helps me transition into a place and have it 
feel like home pretty quickly is to find my fitness community and then to find a coffee shop for Dylan. (laughs) And so those are the two things you said. It's so funny. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. And I haven't done much exploring either. Right now we're just like going to Lowe's and Home Depot every day. And Costco. (laughs) Hey, do you have a fitness watch? You do, right? Yeah. I have the Garmin Forerunner. Are your stair goals just like asinine? They, uh, okay. And they don't, the Garmin doesn't actually track stairs. But uh, if it what? did, yeah, it no, doesn't. I have a garment and it does. Really? Mine does not. Yeah. So maybe you have a different one than me. It tracks elevation when you run, but it doesn't have like the daily feature like a Fitbit would of how many stairs you climb. I have a Garmin Vivo Sport. Hmm. And it tracks stairs. Yeah. Yeah, this one does not. But if it did, it would be outrageous because <laughs> it's so funny. Like even Beej and I were talking about this and he has the same watch as I do. And he works from home. So normally, you know, his step game isn't necessarily that great. Like just being around the house. And he was like, you know, for not going anywhere, my step game is great. Because you walk up like three, four flights of stairs. Like, yeah. Just to yeah, get everything you need. I'm like, this is so much work. Yeah. <laughs> like, Janelle's condo is what? Three floors? Four. Four floors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's really so crazy. It is. Yeah. When you have to go down to the garage and then all the way upstairs and pretty much you, you have to put some thought and some strategy into how you move things around the house. Like unless yeah. you just want to be doing a stair workout because that's pretty much what it ends up being when you're just going up and down and up and down. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty. Uh... <laughs> Dude, you guys are going to just kill Ragnar next year. I think so. We were talking about that too. This whole, and like this place is so hilly. And so yeah, totally. the amount of training opportunities, like we can drive seven minutes and we can uh-huh. run on the beach. We can cross the street and do a hill run, like a significant hill run, like right next door. Because if you look out our window, there's a massive hill that you can run up and down. That's like, if you think of, um, we used to run at this place by Bradford Beach in Milwaukee, which was like a little hill that you could sprint up in, I don't know, like 45 seconds. And the hills around here are like 40 of those. <laughs> so, like 40 minute yeah. run up the hill. Yeah. Well, so, I'm yeah. Jealous. I think we're going to kill what it. I have. I have. <laughs> Although I will say, so I'm, I've gotten like really connected into the November Project Dallas crew here. And, um, they do stair work workouts on Monday and hill workouts on Friday. So I've definitely, I mean, it's not like I'm getting like the cool hills that you get, but we just like go up and down the same little hill. Yeah. Hey, but you have a November project and Great, the closest exactly. November project is LA. Oh, really? I know you were you just saying that. One. And that's what I was totally thinking. I was like, I should start one. I need some I sort of should, dude. fitness management experience going on but I do have to say so at work they have a fitness studio on site because they have 20 free fitness classes a week props to them and it's bizarre and yet amazing because I like to work out after work so at like 5 or 5 30 I go into the studio and no one's there like no one no one sticks around after work to work out pretty much so it's like having a studio do they go to studios I think a lot of people just take the classes when they have them. I'm assuming most people are not working out on their own, or if they are, they're trying to do it around a lunch break because of the kind of lifestyle here. And this is me just making assumptions assumptions mm-hmm. as an outsider, but it seems like a lot of people have families. 
Yeah. So they go home because they have to pick up their kids from school or like take them to swim or whatever the case may be. So my guess, and also just looking at the studios too, their off peak pricing is all nighttime classes, Mm, which is bizarre to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that is because of the families. And so people like work out before work or during the lunch hour. And then at night it's family time or taking your kids to wherever they need to go. So that's my guess. But it's pretty great for me because I have this massive studio with a, you know, squat rack, battle rope, slam balls, mm-hmm. boxes, rings, like everything you could ever want. And there's pretty much like me and sometimes one other person in there. Uh, so cool. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. So I wonder if it'll change in like, I don't know, a different because it's summer too. You know, so I wonder if it'll change as the seasons change. That is true. But we're doing, we have a team wellness challenge that I think Mm -hmm. goes for like 12 weeks. And that's still happening. My guess with that happening that gym attendance would be higher because that's most of what the challenge is, is fitness and nutrition. Yeah. But no one's there, which Hmm. totally cool. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm like getting my own programming on. I'm just going to lift yeah. a bunch and try to run. And Did I, you know I signed up for a half marathon? I did not. Yeah. But I decided that I was going to – I was like, dude, if I can run Ragnar, like I can do a half marathon. It's good time. For you. Which is yeah, so, so funny because Ragnar is longer than a half marathon. I know. That's why I was like, okay, I actually – my race pace was like legit decent. So I – I just, I came back and I was like, I loved having something to train for. And I mean, we're going to do Ragnar again next year. So I'm like, I might as well just keep my run training up. And it's getting me involved in different communities here. You know, like now I'm, there's a reason for me to go to November projects all three days, actually. Wednesday they do hit, you know, so it's like really awesome. And they're all free. So I'm just like, hell yeah. And then there's another run group here called the Dallas Dirt Runners that I really want to try to like participate with. But yeah, so it's going to be in December. And um, actually, a bunch of the people on my team are doing it. There's like a handful of us. So um, it should be really fun. I'm excited. Um, And one of the ambassadors that's here is an Olympic runner. Her name's Tiffany. I should know her last name, but we'll put it in the show notes. Um, But she's going to be providing like training program programs and stuff like that. So basically there's six ambassadors that we're close with and they're going to be supporting us through the training with like mindful aspects and recovery aspects and stretching aspects and training. And I'm really excited. That's so, amazing. That's I know. huge value yeah, to have I'm that like, resource. Yeah, I'm super excited. You're going to get real good. You're already a better runner than most of us, Rachel. You're going to come back. You and Courtney Apparently, are going like, to just like dominate the scene again. I had no idea. That's <laughs> the crazy thing. So even November Project on Friday, because I haven't run in a while, because I really like took a pretty big break after Ragnar. And so I was like, oh, shit, it's PR day on the hills. Like, great. And so I ran three. It was three miles of hills. And I averaged 845. And I was like, okay, don't push yourself. Just like do it. And I was like, crap, should I have like, because I was like, I just want to get sub two hours. And granted, like, I haven't run 13 miles straight, but I have like six months to train. So I'm pretty excited to see what 
what I can do. And honestly, the key thing for me has been using running to understand where my body's weak versus running just to try and be faster without paying attention to my body. So like using running to be like, oh, I need to work on my glutes and my hams and or like my lower back is having pain issues. That means that I'm not doing whatever right. Or my knees are hurting, which means my core is not engaged right now. Or oh, I'm slouching my shoulders and that's having implications on X, Y, and Z. So I love that aspect of, of running. Oh, good for you. So. I feel like I've had that approach sometimes and then I just get so disinterested. Honestly, I had so much fun at Ragnar, but then I was so excited to not have to run anymore. <laughs> not that I really so ran funny. at all before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, let's be honest. I didn't train like at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hence why I... Yeah, how's your injury going? I think it's fine. So when we ran it, I pulled my hip flexor and it, I mean, it got better pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but I do find that something is still happening with yeah. my hips and different. Have you seen anyone different, for that? No, different feeling. And I've never, I shouldn't say never, but I haven't had any issues with my hips in a while. When I was in college and I was running a lot, I had IT band problems. Yeah. Which, I mean, I could feel my T-bends in this last Ragnar, but I haven't really had any issues with it since then. And now even just squatting and doing different things, like I'm getting really tight in my hips, which I haven't experienced, but I also think that could be from sitting and stress and just like getting back into things because with the move, I have not. Yeah. And you're getting, I mean, I hate to say this, but you're getting older, (laughs) like getting older, seriously, like your body can't, can't do what it could. And you can use that to like level up strength, your strength. Like that's Mm -hmm. what for me, I, there's so many people that I meet that they're like, Oh, I'm too old now. And it hurts. And I'm like, use that to your benefit, like figure out what hurts. And then you can find out what is weak that's causing that pain and now work on strengthening the thing that will allow it not to hurt anymore. And so that's what I've been doing. And now, so now, um, at 35, I'm, I feel like I'm actually in a lot better, like my form is so much better. My approach to fitness and exercise and getting strong is so much better because I'm a lot full, a lot more thoughtful about it yeah. than just like, I gotta be the best. I gotta be the fastest. Like, bah. you know, absolutely. And that is something that I'm excited about too. As much as I love working in the fitness realm, it's kind of nice right now because there were probably more like at least a year if not more where I was working at like two to three times a day and part of that was because of like my role and my job and the atmosphere that I was in like sometimes it's like oh you're at the studio and I don't have anything else to do so rather than just sitting around like why don't I jump into class and evaluate someone or teaching 12 classes a week and evaluating people and being present and then wanting to do all the things and so this is a good change for me because right now even I'm working out like three days a week maybe four and I get a little anxiety about it I'm like that's not enough I need to be doing more and then I'm like no because I 
I think sometimes I forget and even, and nothing wrong with my coworkers, you know, but like they're excited if they work out like two to three days a week. And I think I've just been in that fitness industry and around people that are so passionate about working out, which is great, but that can also get you into that mindset where it's, I'm not doing enough or yeah. look at all these instructors at the studio that teach like 10 spin classes a week and they're, yeah, dude. you know, they're dude, t- yeah. I mean, for I feel three that... hours and I'm and all the clients even at the studio, like yeah. they would take like three classes a day, which I never recommended, but, and I was like, man, but I don't recommend that. But then am I not doing enough? Like right. I'm the, the instructor, like I should be doing more. And it's kind of been nice to be in a little bit of a different environment where it's like, Hey, you're doing a real good job. <laughs> yeah. yeah and people even saying that they're like did you like I took they do like CrossFit classes on site and they're a little bit different than a normal CrossFit class like in a normal class you know you typically do some sort of strength and then you do the workout which is some sort of high intensity workout and in these classes on site typically it's either you just do strength or you do like a 15 10 9 whatever it is minute hit workout and then a little bit of a warm-up before that so they're they're a little bit different and, and shorter and I did one and then I still wanted to get my own lifting in afterwards and someone's like did you just do that class and your lifting and in my <laughs> mind you know I'm like that yeah like like I could I feel like I should be here for another hour you know and yeah in their mind they're like that's crazy like this was so much work mm-hmm. and and I'm not even saying that in the the way that my fitness level because that's not even necessarily it but it's like my mindset around fitness yeah. compared to other people and like what I expect of myself and sometimes it's nice to just be like you why do you have that expectation and is it actually doing something for you and I know it wasn't like I know I was burnt out half the time yeah so finding kudos yeah different balance here yeah kudos to you for even asking yourself those questions and like you wrote a beautiful um blog post Mm -hmm. just about that you know of like you can actually take a break (laughs) it's actually better for you to take a break (laughs) burnout is real (laughs) for real we Claire and I Claire is um our friend from the fitness studio and actually did the Ragnar with us and we were chatting there's some fun new technology out um that measures your heart rate variability I don't know if we talked about this at all in the podcast it's so cool so just to give like a little background and I'm not an expert in this so this is probably going to be slightly butchered but Essentially, if you measure your heart rate variability in the morning right after you wake up, it can tell you a lot about your overall wellness for the day. And Mm -hmm. they have apps now that sync up with polar heart rate monitors or you can even buy like I think there's a ring now that you can buy or they even have a finger clip, which is what I really want for my birthday. (laughs) that it's almost you like you can't like, use a watch you th- they say it's not as accurate actually okay. and so that's why they don't recommend it just because okay. uh, like the polar are the um, chest straps yeah 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 and then the like finger clip is just like what you'd wear in a hospital almost <laughs> yep mm-hmm. which sounds a little morbid but and you put it on your finger or whatever um the chest strap on for like two minutes in the morning right away when you wake up and it'll measure your heart rate variability and based off of how much it varies it's actually good that it varies more it can kind of tell you where you're at so they have these apps now that you do that in the morning and then it'll say hey you know your body's not 100 today maybe if you choose to work out you should just do a moderate workout 
Or that is so cool. Yep. Or it'll like put you in the red and it'll be like, you should not work out today. You are too taxed. Or it'll yeah. be like, green, great, do whatever you need to do. And it's so fascinating. And and again, I haven't used it yet. I really want to buy one. But they even say it can almost predict when you're getting sick even based off of that variability yeah. of your heart rate. Like a lot of people say, you know, I wasn't feeling, you know, I was feeling fine, but I woke up and I was in the red and I didn't understand, like I hadn't really worked out for a day or two and I was like, I should be fresh. And then that night they started to get sick. And so it's so interesting how it can, you know, can understand what's going on in your body even before you can. So I'm excited. Yeah. And I really hope I get one for my birthday. So- I was just to say, I'm excited just because from the standpoint of trying to find a better balance with my fitness, mm-hmm. it almost gives you permission, which sounds so silly, to take a day off. And yeah, that's sort of why yeah. I like it. Or like, don't go as hard today. Because I think a lot of times in the fitness society today, it's like, like you said, it's like, kill yourself, go 100% yeah. or don't show up, you know, or yeah. if you take a day off, you're failing. Yeah. And I've always had that problem when I work out and I'm like, did I do enough? Or I should have been there longer. I, I should have tried harder or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it is. And, and that's one of the reasons why I really want one of those because it almost just helps me mentally to wrap my brain around, hey, this is telling me that my body doesn't need to work out today. This is not what my body needs. Or it doesn't need to go 100%. Like it needs, you know, it can be active, but it doesn't need a hit workout today. Yeah. Which I think so many of us need because we can't full or we don't yet fully have that awareness that we need to understand how our body's feeling. Yeah. Which, I mean, even you just having the conversation around wanting that is getting you to shift your mindset, but totally, you know, it just further gives you the ability to lean into that, um, in like a loving way instead of a, Oh, are you being a, a slacker today? You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I, what I was going to say is it's interesting that you say that. So Jason Terry, he's a Milwaukee Bucks player, Mm. um, who also happened to be on the Dallas Mavs back, back, back in the day. So (laughs) it's it's so funny. (laughs) So anyways, he was talking, he's older and he was talking about his workout regime and I believe he was referring to Muhammad Ali and he was like, you know, as I've gotten older, I take Muhammad Ali's approach, which is like, if I'm wake up and I'm tired, you don't work out on those days when you're tired. That is not going to benefit you at all. So I, he was like, I only work out and I give it my all when I feel really feeling like it because then I know it's going to actually be worthwhile. And I loved that. And it kind of, you know, it reminds me of this, but from a more technical standpoint. So it's kind of yeah, cool. It's important and it's hard. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm breaking what a lot of people would call good habits, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there were kind of bad habits even for me. Like for example, yeah. on Thursday, I had very good intentions of going to a fitness class after work. And my coworker was like, Hey, like a bunch of us are going to go out for like a happy hour. You should come. And I had this big like internal battle and anxiety about canceling my fitness class and being like, but no, oh. I like, you know, like I need to work out. But then I'm like, but no, I need to be social. And you know, finding that balance and being like, well, I still like in the week's not over, but like I've still worked out three times this week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, like it's okay that you took Tuesday and Thursday off and hung out with people and made friends yeah, instead of exactly. going to the gym, which, you know, I guess it's not always by yourself, but in this case, typically it's yeah. by myself. 
Um, and even changing the perspective, like it's my team's really cool. And again, working for a software company in the wellness industry, a bunch of them are having fun with my fitness background. And we've been doing 10 minute on site workouts, just like cool. in our office space. We just moved spaces already since I got there. And now we have all, all this room. And so we've been doing like little workouts, like in our you know, nice clothes. Even, oh my God, you know, I love it. Just enough to like get, you know, get the blood flowing and, and yeah. whatnot. And like it, I did that, I think on Tuesday and I didn't consider that a workout because it was just 10 minutes, you know, right? And right. But then everyone else is like, that was so hard and I'm super sore. And it's like, oh yeah, like that was, I mean, that was a workout. Like even though mm-hmm. it was 10 minutes and I wore my dress pants and, you know, regular bra. <laughs> like, yeah. That was a workout. And I'm yeah. biking to work every day and I'm walking to work, like depending. And I, it's again, it's just like changing that mindset of like, actually, no, like every single day, I at least bike or walk two miles because I'm going yep. to and from work. Exactly. I know. Like, it's <laughs> even when I was, when I was working at Lululemon, it was the same thing at their headquarters. It was like, I used to bike to and from work and it was, I think it was three and a half miles each way. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. And then I would, um, I mean, before meetings or like everybody obviously was super present to like their, their, their bodies and their mental state. And so there'd be times where it'd be like, we'd start a meeting and someone would be like, I just, can we do like a handstand contest really quickly? And like, you know, and just like, it's also very fun and you like connect with people when you, um, or doing something so human together. And so mm-hmm. I feel like even just from a team building standpoint, that's Yeah. I want to get my team, so cool. team to that point too. Because they're, they're still like a little hesitant. Um, the one woman who I do it with, which is funny, she used to work at Lululemon as well. So that's oh, probably why like she's so open to it. But everyone yeah. else, they're, they're doing it. They're doing a good job. Um, but I still feel like a little bit of hesitation where they're like, maybe not today. And I'm like, I want to, yeah. I want to get them all to the point where like every day they're like, hell yeah, let's do this 10 minute workout. <laughs> so, so we're getting there. But awesome. one thing that's really cool and you'll love this. Um, I'm so jazzed about this one. They're doing, oops, they're doing an on site obstacle course. Like oh, a tough cool. mother throughout campus. And in, they that's said it's going to cool. take like 30 minutes to complete. And we're doing it as a team. So that's super fun. And oh, it's so fun. And of course, my inner competitive person um, is needs to calm down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone else in our department is going to feel the need to just go out there and, and crush oh, it my like my internal, my internal self is. So I got to dial that back a little bit. But I'm like... <laughs> Obstacle course competition. Let's do warrior this. ninja. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or ninja warrior. <laughs> oh, you should have seen me. Someone brought that up at work, and they were like, "I thought they meant that they wanted to train for it." And I literally probably did like a backflip sure. with like my energy. And I was like, "What? You want to train for that? Oh my god! So do I." And then the guy was like, "No, no, no, no. I actually have no interest in training for that. And I don't even remember like what he actually was saying." He was like, "I was just watching the show." Yeah. <laughs> Because like, that's like my goal. Oh my they were like, okay, <laughs> calm down. Uh, it's oh okay, Janelle. Yeah. So funny. So that's that's gonna be me. Like, I'm gonna show up to this work obstacle course thinking I'm auditioning for like American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Dude, I work with this girl who like got into like the original MTV Real World series around. It was like actually, you probably know what the show is. Like, the challenge. <laughs> Road rules? I forgot. Like. I forgot that I learned you are really into MTV shows, old MTV shows. Um, I'll find out the name of it, but it's probably Road Rules. 
No, 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 no. It no. was like a challenge one where they had to do these feats of strength. And then you would get chosen to live in this house. And then they were basically becoming wrestlers or something. Uh, if she's she's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, geez, Rachel, are you kidding me? Um, but anyway, so what ended up happening is like she was one of the one of two. It was like her and this other girl. And we should have her on so that she could talk. She is such yeah. an interesting person. <laughs> Um, and she ended up becoming a professional wrestler, like way back, like in the, before wrestlers had contracts. And so like all this crazy stuff happened to her and anyways, so yeah, she, it kind of reminds me of that where she's just, she's just like tough and like, they were like, do this. And she was like, okay. (laughs) She was in college and she just like went for it. And that's sweet. Bring her on. I want to hear the story. Yeah. Super interesting. Sounds like my kind of people. Okay, I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. That's awesome. <laughs> well, should we talk Ragnar? Yeah, let's do it. I know we started to touch on it, but we can get a little bit more, more focused on the, yeah. the conversation and <laughs> the experience. So I think we shared with everybody, again, through the previous podcast, just like snippets of the fact that we um, have a Ragnar team. And Ragnar is a trail running and road running relay race um, that's held all across the country and I think they're expanding into the world like internationally yeah. as well um and so Janelle with a bunch of people last year did Ragnar Northwoods and before I think it was before we even knew that I was moving you guys were like we're doing it again we're gonna do it in Zion do you want to join and I was like uh, I don't know I'm not a runner like bleh. little and did she know little like. did I know I am a runner <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I said yes. And then we got, um, another girl that we used to work with who was living in Austin, Texas at the time said yes. And then through the training process leading up to the Zion Ragnar, we all ended up like a bunch of us ended up moving. So it became this big reunion in Zion, Utah. And, um, it's the race itself is the trail running one is always on a trail and it's always over, what would you say, like 24 to 30 hours? Yeah, you have I to think finish. It's, it's technically supposed to be 24 hours, but okay. um, I've never been, been on a team that ran yeah. that fast. So I think <laughs> depending on when you start, like you might have up to like 30 or 32 hours to get it done. But yeah. So then you basically relay. So there's three different loops. Each person runs each loop and it's consecutive and consistent. So like there's always somebody running and then the other people are at camp just like hanging out, eating food, (laughs) trying to sleep when you really can't. And um, yeah, and they're difficult. Like it was, what are some of the stats of this one, Janelle? It was like 1,500 elevation gain on top of a 10,000 elevation base or something yeah we well we were in zion we're at six thousand feet elevation to begin with and we're all like sea level people right (laughs) (laughs) we are not mountain dwellers so i mean just being at six thousand feet elevation if you've never experienced elevation or if you have you know um that that can be challenging in itself you're like why am i winded from walking down a hallway it's because you're at elevation um so we started at six thousand feet elevation but then on the actual trail, the elevation gain on the course, depending on what it was, was, I mean, almost, I think it was like 800 to 900 feet elevation gain throughout anywhere from, I mean, 
well, one of them, I should say, like the longest one was just shy of eight miles. And, you know, you had a thousand feet elevation gain pretty much um, throughout the eight miles. So, I mean, pretty much running up, running down, running on dirt, running on sand. Um, running, running at night. <laughs> yeah, running in the pitch black, uh, running on yeah. rocks, running over yeah. roots. Um some pretty good drop-offs sometimes yeah. <laughs> to the side of you, yeah. um, which apparently I missed out on my night runs. Apparently that was one of the bigger drop-offs, and I had no clue, oh, but oh. everyone... <laughs> did you? Which one did you run at night? The, the three-mile. Yeah, the green. Yeah, 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 dude. It was total drop-off. <laughs> <laughs> no. So everyone's like, yeah, if you just fell, you know, it would have been a problem. I'm like, cool, but, you know, whatever. Um, Couldn't tell. <laughs> so, I mean, my, this was my first Ragnar and I am obsessed with it. I, they call it a Ragnover when you leave because you're like having a hangover from how awesome it is. So we're already talking about next year. Like I, I really want to do it every year. I mean, the combination of being in nature, being on a team, um, pushing myself to, you know, do a new athletic feat, being able to just camp outside and be dirty. Like I, don't really love showering. So that, was, like, <laughs> so that was awesome. Like you're, you have permission to just be gross. Like, oh my God, this is the best. Like sharing a tent with three other people, you know, that you've never really like slept next to and everybody's just <laughs> farting and burping and it's so <laughs> gross. Like one night I came, I came home from my night run and I hadn't really eaten. And so I was like, I got to eat something. Cause my night run was the eight miler, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, you had like kind of two night runs ish. Yeah, I had, I know, I had sunset and sunrise. I got super lucky, but the whatever I can't remember. And I was just like, I got to eat something because if I don't, I'm gonna be so screwed for my morning run. And all I had were shot blocks in my pocket, and so I just started chugging, <laughs> just slamming shot blocks. And then I slammed a Lara bar, and then I started chugging um, noon, and. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, okay, okay, I'm good now. And I go to bed and then like literally, I don't know how much time passed, but I shot up and was like, I'm going to hurl all over everybody. And Claire was like, dude, you were probably having like a diabetic like situation. (laughs) (laughs) I had to just like get out of my tent and go for a walk. And oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy. But I loved it. I thought it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Um, and then afterwards, we to like be able to go hiking and mm-hmm. see a national park and I don't know, spend time with people. Like when you're in that, like you see people's true colors, you know, oh, like yeah. the angst and the fear and the excitement and the pissy. Like, <laughs> I haven't eaten that or I've like only eaten peanut butter and pretzels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It is. I, yeah, to your point, like the connection that you get from that, I mean, you kind of know that those experiences are out there. Like when you think of people that, I don't know, like, and so I watch a lot of reality television, as Rachel knows, but like, you think of like silly <laughs> shows. Know, right, as I now know. Like, <laughs> you watch silly shows like The Bachelor, right? And you're like, all these people afterwards, like, they're all such good friends. And you're like, oh, what is that? Da, da, da. But it's like, they go through an experience together, an experience where you don't have to worry about really much else other than your day-to-day, right? Like you're removing technology for the most part. And we didn't have, you know, Wi-Fi or cell service like pretty much the entire time we were out there too for Ragnar. And you're around each other 24-7 and like you don't get a lot of experiences like that anymore. Like I said, it sort of reminded me of being in college a little bit, but even then 
you yeah, have the totally. ability to like separate to yeah. a certain extent, but maybe like college dorm life sort of yeah, uh, when you don't have like any really responsibilities and you're just, you know, you're just there and you're very present and like, I don't, I mean, I haven't had that type of human interaction in probably like I said, since college, like my freshman year of college. Yeah. So the last time I did was when I did the ride to conquer cancer and like, I mean, you spend a lot of time, like you don't necessarily camp kind of like how we did. Everybody from every team ends up just like being at the end. And so I really like that this one, you get to spend some real quality time with your, your with your team. Like, yeah. and it's a relay. So it's like you cross that fun, finish line and somebody's there for you, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Somebody's there ready to like, I got you now. Like you get to rest and I got this now. And like, I don't know. It's really cool. So, okay, Janelle, yeah. what are your high, high, what's your, what was your high and your low of it? Ooh, I know my low right away, but that's just because yeah. I didn't train for it. I would say I, I had a, a hip flexor injury during it. So that wasn't very fun when I was running like my second loop. Like I was pretty unhappy because <laughs> I was in a lot of pain, but so that was the low, um, the high, I like, I feel like other than that one thing, like the entire, <laughs> the yeah. entire time was a high. I mean, the connection is so special before I hurt myself. Like even the fact that I didn't really train and then I ran eight miles on a trail and did like, I think pretty well, like that always feels good. You're like, I'm such a badass. I don't need to train for this, which then I get hurt. So like, <laughs> and then like an hour after you're done running, you're like, nope, I, uh, my body is not what I just said, but when I was doing it, I felt real cool. Um, you know, so that's such a high, like you said, just having that, that team atmosphere again is something that we don't get a lot in everyday life. Just feeling that support. And then also that we just have the right mix of friends and, you know, people that we know that can actually provide that too. Like I can see doing a Ragnar with, the wrong type of people and people being yeah. competitive or mad because someone didn't run fast enough or whatever it totally. is. Um, so finding that like good mix of people that are just there to enjoy themselves and like we're willing to be vulnerable and open and like you said, there's something about eating a bunch of like sugar and <sighs> not sleeping and just like being out in nature that I feel like just helps break down walls for people so you can really get to see them kind of for who who they are which is exciting. And even like, like I said, you know, you don't have self-service. So there's just such a reduction of anxiety. You know, no one's bothering you. There's not, you're not being pushed in all these different directions. It's whoever's in front of you. That's who you're present with. And there's something about camping for me too. And I know I'm like going off on a long tangent here, but when I camp, like you said, like it's okay to be dirty. Like no one expects you to look good. No one expects yep. you, especially in this situation, to be clean or to wear a certain outfit or whatever it is. And like, you don't have a mirror either. And there's something so nice and refreshing about that too. Cause along with all the technology that we always have in our everyday lives, it's like, you're looking in a mirror multiple times a day and you're looking at yourself and you're like, Oh, what's wrong? Or I have the zit on my face now, or mm-hmm. Oh, my hair is out of place or whatever it is. And like when you're camping one, no one expects anything from you, which is great. And then two, like you don't even see what you look like <laughs> for like a couple nope. of days. Yep. And like, it feels so good because 
like for me, it's like I only get to experience life and how I'm feeling then. So if I feel really badass or I feel really cool or I'm feeling good about myself, that's all I get to feel, right? It's not like, oh, I felt really good about myself. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience, Rachel, where you're like, oh, I look... I'm like, awesome, I'm great. And then like you go into the bathroom and you look in the mirror mm-hmm. and you realize like you have spinach Dude, in your ha- teeth or like you have a zit on your face all of a sudden. And then you're like, oh, I don't oh. look like that. Like, oh, it's uh, ugly. You know, whatever it's conversation funny. you have. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that you say that because there were a few times actually at Ragnar where I like went to the bathroom and then I was like, whoa, oh, whoa. I'm just going to walk outside and pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> like, I mean, I've got like, the bozo tufts coming out from underneath my hair because my hair is all curly or underneath my hat. Like, you know what I mean? But I did have a few moments like that, but for the most part, it's like, I didn't spend like two hours. Well, not that I spent two hours in the mirror back outside. And you were like, you know what? It didn't matter for the last 12 hours for anybody. Like it didn't change the conversation. So I'm just not going to freaking worry about it. Exactly. And it's just like, even, and even in the bathrooms, like we did have bathrooms with mirrors, but like they weren't that great and the light wasn't that great. So you know how sometimes when you just like see yourself in the dark all the time, you're like, I look fabulous in this great dim light, right? And then like someone shines a bright light on you and you're like, oh man, look at my poor size. Those are like my conversations, right? <laughs> and like, so even like I would be in the bathroom, you know, and you just like walk past the mirror and I wouldn't really stop to examine myself either. Yeah. Like I had a couple of moments yeah. where my hair was pretty funky, but you know, it's like, man, you, you look great, right? Like, you know, you just didn't, you didn't care. And that is, well, like, super refreshing, too. Because yeah. then you go back and I look at pictures and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> like, you know, when you were there, it's like you just were who you were and you just, I don't know, I felt very accepted. and Me too. Internally, externally, and, and that's something I, I don't think we get a lot anymore. I think that's actually part of the, was part of, like, the Ragnover for me was just, like, I just felt so comfortable with our crew. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and I knew too that like, I I don't know. It's just like, I felt very accepted, like Mm -hmm. very, very accepted exactly who I was. I didn't feel like anyone was like, oh, I can't be seen with her or, oh, she just said that. Like, I literally like, I mean, I was eating raisinets that melted (laughs) into like a poop glob and then eating and pretending it was poop like that was so funny and nobody everybody just went along with it like oh yep okay we're gonna laugh about this now you know and I was like it was just so nice and especially to have people who like I mean I didn't really know Beige that well I'd Mm -hmm. never met um Tyler I'd never met Zach um I didn't really know um I mean I knew Claire and Courtney from like a professional sense and I knew that I was going to really enjoy them but you know you were probably really the person that I was you know knew my all my deepest darkest secrets you know Mm -hmm. and so it was really cool to be able to just like I didn't even think twice like it was amazing yeah I know I think the amount of conversations I had with Courtney and um, Mm -hmm. you know Courtney like I always like you said like I loved working with her like and I was so sad when she moved away but I didn't necessarily have anything other than like some sort of professional relationship with her and you know within the first I don't know 10 hours like I think I told her all about my bowel movements like, yeah <laughs> and I was like this should be weird but she like you know like yeah. just like not at all yeah <laughs> just totally cool and I'm like yeah we really know each other now <laughs> yeah and I don't know I guess there is something too about like all of us chose to be there and like mm-hmm. we all embraced it and yeah, it was beautiful. It was yeah. so fun. Okay, so my high 
Yeah. And low, I'm like racking my brain for a low because again, I'm like, it was just awesome. But the two things that really stand out for me as the high were one of the legs that I did, I think it was my first one. Um, Courtney or not Courtney, um, Jesse actually like, she didn't have to be there, but she was. So like Zach was after me mm-hmm. as the handoff. And so, and I didn't know Zach at all, but he was always so like excited to have me be become like coming in yeah. and, and then to have Jesse show up there when she didn't have to, it was honestly like, I don't, I can't explain how saw I saw, I felt seen. I felt like, Oh, some, I felt seen. And like, that was such a cool, like somebody knew that I was coming in and then they were going to take, they were going to take it from there. And I, you know, I just said to her afterwards, like, I like you being there and me being able to recognize your face. I've done most of the races I've done, even the ride to conquer cancer. I didn't have anyone there that I knew. Mm -hmm. And, and I finished it and it was amazing. You know, like it was this, it was a very internal moment and internal experience for me, which is beautiful. Like I love Mm -hmm. that my experience with endurance athletics has not been for the external you know, validation or satisfaction or anything like that. It's been a very personal thing. And, and just her face, that recognition was like, so it, I think it just like sealed the experience for me in like feeling seen and feeling like that experience was real. Um, which was just like, Oh my God, it was so cool. And I said to her, I was just like, dude, it meant the world for me that I, that you're here, that you're here right now at my finish line. Like, this is so amazing. Um, so that was one. And then the other was on my night run. It was the longer run. It was like the almost eight miler. And I was like, oh man, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm just going to pace myself. Mm -hmm. These said, you said, just like, start slow. You're going to be fine. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, so I'm just going to pace myself. You know, some people pass you and then you're like, okay, don't worry about them. Like, just go. And I don't remember maybe mile two. I just kind of like hit this, this pace and it felt so good. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy that was like, he kept kind of passing me and then falling back, passing me, falling back. And I, at that point, I knew that he was there because I was aware that there were people there at night. It made Mm -hmm. me feel safer. And so I was like, cool. I'm glad that there was at least something around. Um, But then at a certain point, he kind of fell behind me. And I was like, oh, shit, am I like in his way? Because you know how the paths are so narrow that I was like, yeah. So I was just like, oh, shit, I don't want to be in his way. And so I'm like, you can go around me. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, your pace is perfect. I just I just want to follow you in. And so for the la- the whole rest of the, the, the leg, that loop, he just followed me and I just focused on my pace. And as somebody who like literally said to people, like, I am not a runner to have a pace that this like strong adult male was like, you're helping me get through this. I'm going to follow you was really cool. Like, again, I think it was just being able to experience that with somebody who, you know, I don't know the guy's name when we finished. And actually in the last, like, I don't know how, how long I wanted to walk. And he was like, you're not walking. Like, <laughs> keep going. Um, you know, and then we, we passed our, our badge or our, whatever those things Snapper on our waist off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Off. And then 
I don't know who he was. I didn't see him. We didn't hug. Like, (laughs) you know, it was just, it was just this moment in this memory. And that was really cool for me to like, feel that, um, that camaraderie and to feel what a pacing feels like, like this, I could run this for a very long time. Um, so yeah, those are my highs. That's cool. Can I add to that? Yeah, yeah, Um, When we did the Ragnar Northwoods, I had kind of a similar experience. Um, It was my night run, which was like the, it was almost five miles for that one. And there was someone on the course, and again, don't know who he was, but I kept on kind of catching up to him too, and it was pitch black, and we were on a single track too, so it's not like you're running next to them and you can look over and see them. And for the first probably like, probably actually two and a half miles. So for about half of it, we just ran with each other and we just talked. And then eventually, you know, we ended up, I don't remember who, one of us ended up running faster. And, you know, I have no idea what the guy looks like. I don't know his name. Like, I, you know, I only know what we had in that, that conversation. And that, that's also very unique. It's like, how often do you have a conversation with a stranger? You don't know who they are. Like, you don't even know what they look like, but you just shared an experience together. Totally. So yeah, I can know. I, I love it. Um, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of other highs just in like mm-hmm. at camp and the connections and everything, but those ones really stand out as like feeling special to this, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I'll probably experience it at other Ragnars, but since I've never done one before, um, and then the lows, I mean, I don't know, I guess I could say like eating too much of that the endurance stuff (laughs) that was not very fun thinking I was going to throw up all over everybody um oh having to like run to were you you to you you went faster than I thought in your first loop oh yeah yeah and I so I had to run from camp to the the handoff before my actual loop that sucked um <laughs> sorry and then, I was just crushing it I know you were really going for it I was like god <laughs> gee don't okay shoot <laughs> I tried to text um, you it didn't go through though <laughs> yeah um I think maybe like the unnecessary worrying during training of like needing mm. to be something like that was probably like, you know, the week before I was texting and not looking and I, st- <laughs> I stepped, I didn't realize there was a step and I fell and oh, like, no. and I like thought that I twisted my ankle pretty bad, but it ended up being fine. And it forced me to stop training for that last week, which was actually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know if it's a low as much as just like, a that was a happy accident that I'm going to learn from. Like, that I don't have, it's not about being the best. Um, it's just about like doing what you can, showing up how you can and experiencing whatever happens. So yeah, yeah there wasn't too many lows. I mean, it was oh, really fun. I know. I'm so glad we did it. And with the new job and you know this Rachel, but like with the new job and the, like the move and I had to start almost a month earlier than I like really wanted to. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. And then I know even Bij and I had some conversations and we were like, man, like, should we even really be doing this? Like, we knew we weren't going to back out because I wasn't going to let everyone down. But I think, yeah. like, if we didn't have that team and, like, that commitment that I gave to everyone else, yeah. like, I don't know if we would have done it. And I am so happy yeah. we did it just because of how special it was. And, again, like, that connection. And even, like, this is so silly, but even after we were done, like, 
we started a like a team like group text message and mm-hmm. like, I don't have any group texts like you know Beach has that like he has all his friends that he group texts all the time and I'm like I've never been one of those people that has like a group text where people just like Aww. text each other and keep up so you know it's just like it's such a silly things but like the connection of like that actually even afterwards I'm like I feel so special I'm a part of yeah. the group text you know which Again, it's just, you know, little the little things that it's funny, kind of what matters to us and like what's important and yeah. kind of light us up. So I was telling Courtney, I was like, not to get all creepy, but like someday if I get married, you guys are going to be like my Ragnar tribe oh. that I can fight. Like, and then these are my Ragnar, these are my Ragnarians, team blowhole, like, <laughs> you know, and it's going to be like, and these are my college friends, but it's just, I don't know. It's really cool to like have that, especially as somebody who, like I was a dancer growing up and I think I've said, shared with you, Janelle, like I, that wasn't necessarily um, considered an athletic endeavor when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it's, you know, absolutely artistic, but it, you know, I never, ever, ever thought that I was an athlete until I did that bike ride for the ride to conquer cancer. And then I was like, holy crap, what else can my body do? And, you know, to feel like I'm a part of this like team that does athletics, I'm like an athlete on this team. It's like the coolest thing ever. I'm just like, oh, I can't even explain it. It's fun. Yeah. And yet we're all so normal too. Like, you know, it's not like, exactly to your point you know we didn't have to be like go why aren't you going faster like this isn't fun unless we're winning like we all just were like do what you got to do if you got to walk it like we're in zion's make sure you stop and see the views that's important take the pictures like we're gonna we're gonna get done we're not here just to win anything and that was it's cool to have an experience that really lands that belief so Absolutely. And I was, I think it's kind of funny in Ragnar too, just because I'm like, yeah, especially in like your second leg, I'm like, please do y'all can take your time right. because I can <laughs> sleep longer. So if you want to walk the entire thing, like go for it. <laughs> like what other race <laughs> is that like your reaction? Like, I'm like, no, please just walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to get like five hours of sleep maybe. <laughs> I'm lucky. So where, have we decided where we're going next year? I can't remember. I don't think so. I mean, I, my personal opinion, which is probably very obvious, but I would love to go to do snow mass. And the reason oh, for yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. is just because I was looking at the courses and snow mass is going to be like an elevation challenge again. Mm-hmm. Whereas the one that's in what, West Virginia, I think is the other one that they were looking at, the Appalachians. Appalachian, yeah. That one's going to be a technical course again, and you didn't do Ragnar Northwoods, but that was, if you asked me what my low for that one was, it was the fact that it was so technical and uh-huh. not in a fun way for me, at least. If yeah. This is just me personally. Like, I will run up a hill or walk if I have to. You know, that does not bother me, but when yeah. we did Northwoods, it was the trails were just covered in rocks and roots, uh-huh. and it wasn't like the kind that you can just try to jump over or around where it's kind of fun. It was just almost like there were points where it was just all rocks and you're running on top of the rocks. And that is just way too technical for me. Yeah. And, I don't like that. Yeah. And that's I love kinda, the elevation gain. I, I love the too. hills. I know. I love hills. I'm weird like that. but I am too. So that's why I'm like, 
when I read the descriptions of the course and the Appalachians one, it was like, this is a very technical course. And I was like, <laughs> like if that means that it meant for Northwoods, whereas the yeah. snow mass one, it was like elevation gain, elevation gain. And I'm like, I'll do elevation gain all day. Yeah. But you I, know what though, dude, we're, well, we're going to end up doing both. Like, exactly. So yeah, I, I just like the idea of snow mass. I don't know why. Yeah, I like the name. I know. And I honestly have never been to Colorado other than at the what? airport. I know. So I'm also like selfishly want to be able to explore Colorado because oh my I gosh, yet to do anything there. Whereas, I mean, I'm maybe, I'm sure West Virginia is beautiful too, but I just don't feel yeah. like there's as much hype around it as yeah. <laughs> like as Colorado. So I would love yeah. to like do that, do some like cool hikes. Like maybe I won't I mean, even go to like to... Denver afterwards, like yeah. as long as we're there. So Dude, the views in the videos are just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. oh my God, I want to see that. I want to be there. Yeah. So. I miss the mountains a lot. Come visit me. There's like, I well, know. there's like hills more so, but there are mountains yeah. close by. But still, no, it's, it's beautiful where you, you are. You have to go over a mountain to get to Paso, <laughs> Paso Robles. So it's like, I guess there's mountains around here, but yeah, lots yeah, of hills. Yeah, yeah. Lots of hills. It's funny too, um, being from Wisconsin and all the cows here their fields are like just the hills like i know you know there's like no flat field so all the cows are just like perched up on top of this yep. massive hill and to me it's just hilarious so we like look our third floor or fourth floor window over like you can see one of the hills and you can just see all the cows and they're like way up That's there and i'm like so hmm, funny. what you doing up there cow like anybody like that <laughs> like is that comfortable <laughs> that's like that's just their field it's just a big old hill I don't, I don't even know if they have any flatlands. That's so funny. Oh, my yeah. God. Cool. Dude, I, I don't want to stop talking to you. I'm sad. Oh. I feel like it's, especially with both of us being in all these newness, all this mm-hmm. newness. Um, actually, I want to read you this post. So one of the um, previous November Project lead, host leads, um, he just moved. And he was so awesome. And so he posted this thing. Hold on, I want to read it because I feel yeah. like this is exactly – so he's now in Arizona. And so he, this is what he wrote on Instagram. Starting over, starting over. Where do I start? What do I do? I know no one. I know one person. What to do? Start a business. Start a new me. Start a new life. Create a movement. Focus on life. Focus on family. Focus on professional enhancement. BQ, which I don't really know what that means. Faith, love, <laughs> How do I show love and life and community in the military mindset? Because he's in the military. He's sure. in the Air Force. So many questions with no specific answers. And it just like, it so reminded me of like that place that you are when you first start something new and how cool and yet overwhelming it is. And um, and I think what's cool about it for us is that it's really giving us the space to be able to have these types of conversations because you know, we're not mired by our routine already. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's really cool. I'm excited to make you part of my routine again, Janelle. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah. Time to go buy a TV. Oh, <laughs> uh. didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to go buy myself some wine. Ooh. Yum. 14 hands. That's what I've been drinking That is one of my favorite wines, by the way. This has been the True North Collective podcast, where we're hearing stories from everyday people who are fearlessly finding their true north. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.